We hope you are enjoying our expanded podcast schedule. For the month of July, we have something new for our members. Each month, members who successfully answer our bonus content quiz will be entered for a chance to win a pair of AirPods Pro. To participate, you must have access to the bonus sections of the podcasts. Members also receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of July, you'll receive 50% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code fireworks at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code fireworks. Thank you for your support. It's July 18th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Russia launched missile and drone attacks on Ukraine's port of Odessa a day after pulling out of a UN-backed grain export deal. Ukrainian officials accused Russia of trying to resume its offensive in the east. The attacks on Ukraine's ports came as retaliation for blasts on Russia's road bridge to Crimea, which Moscow claimed were caused by Ukrainian seaborne drones. The Russian attacks damaged homes and port infrastructure, while Ukrainian forces shot down several missiles and drones. The UN warned that Russia's withdrawal from the grain deal could lead to hunger worldwide. Ukraine is seeking to continue the deal without Russia's participation. The slow Ukrainian counteroffensive has made limited gains, but it has yet to confront the main Russian defensive line. Ukraine's counteroffensive against Russian forces has seen limited progress, but lacks large-scale operations that could achieve a breakthrough, according to officials and analysts. Ukrainian forces have been firing artillery and missiles and sending small teams to clear minefields, but concerns have arisen about Ukraine's ability to match Russia's finite supply of munitions and arms. The Ukrainian military has embraced an attrition-based approach, focused on weakening Russia's defenses rather than coordinated maneuvers involving tanks, armored vehicles, and air power. Although progress has been slower than hoped, Ukraine's tactics aim to minimize losses while advancing on foot, employing sappers and infantry teams. However, these tactics come with trade-offs, as advances may be slower and lack the potential for rapid breakthroughs. Ukraine has received support from the U.S., which provided training and mine-clearing equipment, and recently authorized the provision of cluster munitions. Ukraine seeks Western air power to offset its disadvantages, but faces challenges due to Russia's extensive air defenses. President Biden is set to meet with President Isaac Herzog of Israel at the White House, aiming to strengthen the relationship between the two countries. While the meeting is seen as a diplomatic gesture to a key ally, tensions have grown between the Biden administration and Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The discussions will cover preventing Iran from obtaining nuclear weapons and emphasize cooperation in areas such as normalization of relations with other Middle Eastern countries and diplomatic efforts with the Palestinians. The meeting with Herzog whose role in the Israeli government is largely ceremonial, allows Biden to express commitment to Israel without extending political benefits to Netanyahu. The Biden administration has voiced concerns over Israeli settlements 
and attempts to overhaul the judicial system, which are viewed as obstacles to a two-state solution and undermining the power of Israel's Supreme Court. The meeting aims to highlight the enduring friendship between the two countries as Israel celebrates its 75th anniversary. Elsewhere, the European Union has finalized a deal with Tunisia aimed at curbing migration from the country to Europe. In addition to addressing migration, the agreement covers areas such as trade, investment, and green energy. The EU intends to replicate this model with other North African countries like Egypt and Morocco. However, critics argue that the deal overlooks Tunisia's poor human rights record and authoritarian government. The agreement includes financial support for Tunisia's border control operations, as well as funds for its budget, renewable energy production, research, education, and clean drinking water. While the deal is not legally binding, EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen has stated that the EU is prepared to provide Tunisia with over 1 billion euros if the agreement is successful. Human rights organizations are dissatisfied with the limited focus on human rights in the deal. The agreement will now undergo further scrutiny and approval from EU countries. Saudi Arabia has agreed to purchase Turkish drones as part of a series of lucrative contracts secured by President Recep Tayyip Erdogan during his visit to the country. The visit is part of Erdogan's efforts to repair ties with Gulf Arab powers and boost Turkey's struggling economy. The two nations signed several memorandums of understanding in various sectors, including energy, direct investments, and defense industries. The deal to acquire drones aims to enhance the readiness and defense capabilities of Saudi Arabia's armed forces. Erdogan's diplomatic push has resulted in improved relations with Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and Qatar, with significant trade agreements and financial support from Gulf states. Saudi Arabia and Turkey are engaged in talks to facilitate the repatriation of Ukrainian children who were taken to Russia and placed in children's homes or adopted by Russian families. The negotiations, which have been ongoing for several months, involve compiling lists of the children and seek to find compromises between Ukraine and Russia, potentially leading to peace talks to end the war. Roman Abramovich, the former owner of Chelsea Football Club and a mediator in previous peace negotiations, is also involved in the discussions. The issue is highly sensitive and complex, with the International Criminal Court charging Russian President Vladimir Putin with war crimes related to the relocation of Ukrainian children. The involvement of mediators highlights the difficulty in repatriating the children, as Ukrainian and Russian officials have refused direct communication on the matter. In lighter news, a rare first-generation iPhone from 2007 was recently sold at auction for a staggering $190,372, setting a new record for collectible iPhones. The factory-sealed 4-gigabyte model iPhone received a high bid that exceeded 400 times its original price. This particular model is highly sought after by collectors and is often referred to as the Holy Grail due to its extreme scarcity and limited production. The iPhone's significance is further enhanced by its discontinuation just two months after its launch, as it was quickly overshadowed by the 8GB model. The auction listing highlighted the pristine condition of the phone as the consigner was a member of the original engineering team at Apple during the iPhone's initial release. In a previous auction by LCG Auctions, an 8GB iPhone from 2007 
was sold for $63,000 in February. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.